Welcome to Sealing God's People with your host, Dennis Beard, talking about the mediator. How can Jesus, the man, be the mediator? And he's raised just in a human body because there, after his resurrection, he walked through a wall that the, the room was sealed. The door was locked. It was shut. We know that in the gospel. Yet, Jesus walked in there. Thomas was not in that with the other apostles, and Jesus showed himself alive. There also, then afterward, Thomas came in also, and he said, Thomas, be not doubt, doubtless, doubtful, but believing. Put your hands in the nail prints and in my side, and be not doubting. And he said, my Lord and my God. And he stated there, a spirit not have, does not have flesh and bones that you see me have. Not flesh and blood, because it's already shed on Calvary. Flesh and bones that you see me have. So they say there, and Jesus also proved that he was in that body glorified, uh, that he actually ate fish among the disciples there. Children, have you any meat? There we find that he is glorified when he was going up and ascending to heaven. There in his glorified body, there he says that he ascends into heaven. The angel said, why stand you here, you men of Galilee, gazing into heavens? This same Jesus that you see ascend into heaven shall also come in like manner. You'll see him again. But now, who is this man? Now, we're going to see in 1 Corinthians 15, 45, that first Adam was made a living soul. Who is this last Adam? In his glorification, it was sown in weakness, raised in power. What was Jesus raised? How high did he go in his glorification? Well, we see there in 1 Corinthians 15, 45, that the last Adam, Jesus, there's the man, Christ Jesus, was made a quickening spirit. Now, that means that he is that quickening spirit. We see it again in Galatians 4, verse 6. God has sent forth the spirit of his son into our hearts, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit of the son, the spirit of the father is one and the same. That is now in 1 John 5, 20. The Son of God has come. That's the Spirit. That's the Holy Ghost. That's the Father of glory, which is now in us. We see it in 1 John 5, 20. The Son of God has come and given us an understanding of him that is true, and we are in him that is true. Not them, him. There's only one Spirit there. This is the only true God and eternal life. Little children, keep yourselves from idols. And there the epistle ends. Amen. The Son of God has come. That's the Spirit of God. He is the Lord. So in his glorification, he went to the glory of the Father, not the glory of the Son, the glory of the Father. And we see that in his glorification, Matthew 28, 18, he comes out of the tomb saying, All power in heaven and in earth is given unto me. That did not leave the Father powerless. 
That's all power in heaven and in earth. God is power. God is the Holy Ghost. That's the power of God uh, unto salvation, which is not other than Jesus Christ. Now, in his humiliation, when Jesus made himself of no reputation, that spirit of God that he is in the form of God as spirit, he made himself of no reputation. He humbled himself there to become one of us and took upon him the form of a servant made in the likeness of men, being found in fashion as a man, humbled himself to the death, the death of the cross. Wherefore God hath highly exalted him, the man Christ Jesus, and given him a name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every tongue, every knee shall bow, every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord. He is the Lord, Jehovah God Almighty. He's glorified by the Father's own self. John 17, 5, just as Jesus prayed in the garden of Gethsemane, Father, glorify thou me, John 17, 5, glorify thou me with thine own self. Not with the glory of the Son of God, the glory of the Father. Glorify thou me with thine own self, O Holy Father, with the glory I had with you before the world was, before he made himself of no reputation. He is, was, and always will be that spirit. There's only one spirit of God. That's the Father, the Word, the Holy Ghost. The Son of God is the Spirit revealed in a body of flesh in the days of his flesh, but his glorification went back to that Spirit where he was before. Somebody said, now, wait a minute. We find in Timothy that we're going to see that he is a mediator. The man Christ Jesus. Well, who is this man? Well, let's see. First Timothy 2, verse 5, for there is one God. There is one God and one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. Now, in the, the Greek, that is anthropos, means man, face, countenance, mankind. Well, true, he's glorified. And because we are bone of his bone, flesh of his flesh, now we, and that are in this body of Christ, now we have this ministry of reconciliation. God was in Christ reconciled the world unto himself, 2 Corinthians 5, 17 on. But now we are in Christ's stead and has given us the word of reconciliation. We are in Christ's stead now. We are the body of the Christ. There, well, where did Jesus go? Well, it says there, there's one God, one mediator between God and man the man, Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all. Now we're going to see also that when did he do this? When did he make the mediation? And how does he make intercession for us? Is when we pray, do we pray to Jesus to ask the Father on our behalf to forgive us? Jesus, go to the Father and ask us, Ask him to forgive us because we, we sin. We have an advocate with the Father, the man Christ Jesus. Is he going to the Father and praying for us there on our behalf to the Father, saying, Father, forgive him because I died on the cross and uh, you need to forgive because I shed my blood. No, he doesn't do that. We're going to see when did he make the intercession? It was on the cross. Have we glory in the cross? 
because it's at the cross where he died, shed his holy, blameless, innocent, righteous blood for us that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Take a look at Hebrews 9, and, uh, and we find in verse 14, how much more shall the blood of Christ, that's the blood of God Almighty, because Christ is that spirit who made himself a body of flesh and blood as Christ the man, one and the same. That blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God. Purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. How? Well, by the death on the cross, and he goes on and explains, and for this cause, he is the mediator of the New Testament. Why? Because the New Testament doesn't come into force until the death of the testator. After he sheds his blood, and then we have his will, his testament, the new will, the New Testament, which is in his blood the New Testament given for you in the New Testament in his blood. Now, he said that by means of death, not by means of life and living, but by means of death, he shed his blood, righteous, holy blood, as a free will sacrifice and free will offering that we might be made one with God through the blood of Jesus Christ. There it says it's through the he is the mediator of the New Testament. How? By that by means of death. For the redemption of the transgressions that were under the first testament. They which are called might receive the promise of eternal inheritance. Now, what does that mean? Well, we take a look at Romans and in the Romans 8, we see who the intercessor is. Who is this mediator? Who is making intercession for us? Well, it's the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, he is that quickening spirit. He is Christ now, the Holy Ghost, Christ in you, Jesus in you, the hope of glory. Well, here he is in Romans 8, and it says there in verse 25, but if we hope for that which we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. Likewise, verse 26, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. Notice the Spirit, not the man, because the man is that quickening Spirit now. The Lord is that Spirit, 2 Corinthians 3.17. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought. No man knows how he ought to pray. But the Spirit itself does what? The Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. How? And he that searches the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Who's making intercession? The Spirit is. How many spirits are there? One. One body. One spirit. Jesus is that spirit. He is the Father. He is the Word. He is the Holy Ghost. The Son of God there is in the days of his flesh, the Father in a state of humiliation. He made himself of no reputation. Took upon him the form of a servant. That form of a servant, who is that servant? 
Isaiah 43.10 says, You are my witnesses, thus saith the Lord. That's the Lord Jehovah God Almighty, the self-existent, eternal spirit of God, and my servant whom I have chosen. Well, in the natural mind, that sounds like there's two, but not to the Lord. That you may know, believe me and understand, God said, that I am he. He is that servant. And he's, he explains how. Before me, there was no God formed, neither shall be after me. See now that I am God, thy Savior, the Lord, thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. That's Isaiah 43, 15. There's no Holy Trinity, it's the Holy One. Now that's what God is doing now in the last book in the Word of God, the revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave unto him. For what reason? To show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass, sent and signified by his angel unto John. And it's by these judgments, when judgments are in the earth, men will learn righteousness, the true revelation of God, having pleasure in righteousness, not having pleasure in unrighteousness, whereby we are deceived by signs, miracles, and lying wonders, God sending strong delusion, because they had pleasure in unrighteousness. They did not give Jesus the true glory of the Father, denying the only Lord God, speaking these perverse things. Well, when we look at John 16, we find that Jesus says, I'll no more speak to you in Proverbs. I'm going to show you plain of the Father. Now, you can take a look at John 16, and you'll see that in verse 25. Jesus said, then we look at verse 24. Hitherto you've asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you shall receive, that your joy may be full. Verse 25. These things have I spoken to you in Proverbs. Why would he do that? Why would Jesus speak to us in Proverbs? Then, but he said, but the time comes when I shall no more speak unto you in Proverbs, but I shall show you plainly of the Father. Show us plainly of the Father. Why not now? Well, because he's glorified for the Father's own self, revealing his true identity, the revelation of Jesus Christ, that he is the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the ending, which is, was, and is to come, the Almighty God, Revelation 1.8. That is the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ. Colossians 2, verse 1 through 9, that in whom are hid. What is hid? Well, there's a mystery of God. Well, God is a spirit. Those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And that mystery of God and of the Father. Well, the Father is the spirit of God in that administrative office of the spirit. The function of that spirit in administrating all things is the Father. The mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ. Well, Christ is that spirit. Christ is the Father. Christ is God. We see that in 1 Peter 1, verse 10 and 11, that the Old Testament prophets searched diligently into the grace that should come unto us, searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ that was in them. That Spirit is God, which is the Father, the Word, the Holy Ghost, the everlasting Spirit of God, the omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent, self-existent Spirit of God. But it doesn't stop there. Because this Christ is going to reveal himself. This spirit, the father of glory, is going to reveal himself. 
there when it signified, when it testified beforehand, the sufferings of Christ. God himself is going to take on a body of flesh to suffer for us, die, bury, rose again, and be glorified back with the glory he had before the spirit coming back, becoming a man, and going back to that spirit, a quickening spirit, 1 Corinthians 15, 45. That's the doctrine of Christ that has not been taught in most the nominal church world simply because it has not been focused on, which is the foundation of the church. No other foundation be laid than what is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Christ is every office of the Spirit of God. Christ is the Father. Christ is the Word. Christ is the Holy Ghost. Christ is the Son of God. Christ is the Son of Man. You see that revelation of Christ in 1 John 2.22. Who is a liar? But he that denied that Jesus is the Christ. He is Antichrist that has denied both the Father and the Son. Why would that be Antichrist? Because Christ is the Father. He is that eternal, self-existent Spirit of God, the Father of glory. But Christ is also the Son of God, the Father revealed. Same Spirit, not a different Spirit. Christ is that Spirit. Christ is that Spirit in the Father. The Father is the administrative office of that Spirit. Christ is the Word. That's the expression office of that same Spirit, revealing the thought, plan, purpose, and will of God. The Holy Ghost is that Spirit. It's the power office of the Spirit. Christ is that Holy Ghost. Christ in you, the hope of glory, the Holy Ghost in you. That is uh, that power of God and salvation. Christ is the Son of God. That is the Spirit revealed in the days of his flesh in his humiliation as a man. Christ is the Son of Man. That's the redemptive office or the kingdom office of God. That Son of Man is that kingdom office that we see in John 3.13. No man that has ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man which is in heaven. That's the kingdom office. He is the head. We are the body of the Christ. It includes us, the body of Christ, in that function of the office of the Son of Man. He is the El Shaddai, the Almighty. That is the omnipotent. They see that in 1 Timothy 6.15. Jesus Christ, the blessed and only potentate. That's the omnipotent, the almighty, who only hath immortality, dwelling in the light, which no man can approach unto nor see nor can see. Jesus, the man, is that spirit. 1 Timothy 6.15 and 16. We also see that in Revelation 1.8. He is the Alpha and Omega the beginning and the ending, which is, was, and is to come, the Almighty God. Jesus, the man, is that Almighty God. In the days of his flesh, understanding the humiliation of Christ, he became a man. The glorification, he went back to spirit. It's just that simple. The spirit itself maketh intercession for us, according to the will of God. Romans 8, 23 through 26. Now we see here in John 16, Jesus said, I'm giving you this mystery now. I no more speak to you in Proverbs. I'm going to show you plain to the Father. That was given to us almost so by Paul. Paul said this mystery of Christ, as it's been hidden from the foundation of the world, as it is now revealed unto his holy apostles and prophets, Ephesians 3. Well, then what is that? Well, he tells us in Colossians, uh, the church of Colossians, second chapter, verse 1 through 9, 
that this mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ, in whom are hid all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. What's hid? The office of the Father. Christ is God, God is Christ, and the Father is the office that's hid. Why? Because in whom are hid, in one person hid, all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And Jesus stated there, you believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house and many mansions, well, not so. I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you, John 14. That whether I go, you know, and the way you know. Thomas saith unto him, Lord, and we know not whether thou goest. How can we know the way? He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh the Father but by me. From henceforth, you both know him, the Father, and have seen him. How? Well, Philip there is confused and says, Lord, show us the Father, and that suffices us. That'll be sufficient. Jesus stated, have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? The spirit that he is manifests in a body of flesh. He is the Father revealed. The Son of God is the Father revealed. Isaiah 9, 5, and to us a child is born, a son is given. The government shall rest upon his shoulder. His name shall be called. That wonderful counselor, the mighty God, not the mighty Son of God, the mighty God, Isaiah 9, 6. The everlasting Father, Jesus, the Son of God, is the everlasting Father, not the everlasting Son. The everlasting Father, Son of God, has a beginning and the ending. As he stated, my Father is greater than I. The things concerning me have an end. That's according to his flesh. But he's always been and always has been the eternal Spirit of God, not the eternal Son. The Son has a beginning and an ending, which is he came in a body of flesh and blood. And the Son of God is the Father, the Spirit of God, in a body of flesh and blood. That's the Son of God, the expressed image of the Father. That is, uh, then the days of his humiliation, he's a man. But he's not going to stay there. He dies, buried, he rises again, resurrection, goes back to the glory of the Father. With all power in heaven and earth given to him, as in Acts 2.36, let all the house of Israel know assuredly this same Jesus, this man that you crucified. Let all the house of Israel know assuredly this same Jesus whom you crucified. God hath made him, the man, both Lord and Christ, the Spirit of God. The quickening spirit, 1 Corinthians 15, 45. He's that blessed and only potentate, the omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent spirit, 1 Timothy 6, 15 and 16. And Jesus states there, he is that mediator now of that New Testament because by reason of death, he made intercession for the transgressors by his Righteous, blameless, holy blood, the precious blood of Jesus. And then he sees there in John 16 who the mediator is. That is the Lord Jesus Christ. He is that spirit. And it says in verse 25, Jesus said, These things I've spoken to you in Proverbs. But the time cometh that I shall no more speak to you in Proverbs, but I shall show you plainly of the Father. The Father revealed, no more hid. In all treasures of wisdom and knowledge, he says, I'm going to show you plainly. At that day, you shall ask in my name, watch it, and I say not unto you that I will pray the Father for you. What does he mean by that? Well, he is now glorified with the Father's own self. We don't say Father in the name of Jesus. That puts him back before the cross. 
He hasn't died, buried, and rose again yet, and be glorified back with the Father's own self, making himself the Son of God, the quickening spirit. That is why he states that uh, you ask in my name, and I say not that I'll pray the Father for you. Why? Because he's glorified. Notice what he says. You ask in my name, and I say not in you. Verse 26, that's for uh, John 16, verse 26. At that day you shall ask in my name, Jesus, not Father in the name of Jesus, because Jesus is the Father, that is the Father's name revealed. And I say unto you that I will pray, the, I say not unto you, I'll pray the Father for you, because now he is our intercessor, he is our mediator, he is the Spirit of God, he is making intercession for us according to the will of God. That is the Spirit of God, Christ in you, the hope of glory. And he says, for the Father himself loves you. Why? Because you've loved me and have believed that I come out from God. The word of God came out. The word was made flesh, died, buried, and resurrected, and went back to the glory of the Father. Not just a man at the right hand of God. As in Revelation 3.21, he said, He that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne. That's us, the body of Christ, a prepared place for us by being glorified in his body of flesh and bone. That's where we go. Where did you go, Jesus? There's your mystery. He says, now he's glorified by the Father's own self. In Revelation 3.21, even as I overcame, Jesus said, uh, Jesus stated, and am set, S-E-T, not S-I-T, set in a position but S-E-T, forever settled, always has been, will be, and always has been the Spirit of God. Even as I overcame and am set, S-E-T, down with my Father in his throne. Not around it, not beside it, in it. He is that quickening Spirit. Now, God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. We see that in the lion, man, ox, and eagle, the cherubim, there that Jesus said, said at the east end of the garden of God, uh, Genesis 3, 24, along with a flaming sword. We know that flaming sword, two-edged sword, the word of God. And this is a Christophany or theophany there in Genesis 3, 24 of Christ. And we see the four faces there in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the Gospels, that Matthew proclaims Jesus as the lion of the tribe of Judah. Mark, he's the perfect man. Luke, he is the suffering servant, the ox. And John, he is that eagle. That's a lion, man, ox, and eagle. Jesus said, God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ as the four faces. And then that we have now this treasure. Watch what it says. God has shown forth his treasure. And that God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. But we, the body of Christ, has this treasure in earth and vessels. Ah, now we are the light of the world. While Jesus was in the world, he was the light of the world, but he said, it's expedient that I go away. If I go not away, the comfort of the Holy Ghost will not come. Who is that Holy Ghost? Notice that Jesus said in the days of his flesh to his disciples, he said, I'll pray the Father send you another comforter. That's in the days of his flesh, in his humiliation. And he said, I'll pray the Father send you another comforter whom the world cannot receive because it saith him not neither knoweth him, but you know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. Watch what Jesus says. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Well, he couldn't have the days of his flesh. It's expedient he went away because when he's coming back, he's coming back as the spirit. 
He sent forth the spirit of his son. That's how we get to the father, the spirit of his son into our hearts whereby we cry, I have a father. That's Galatians 4, 6. Now that Jesus Christ, the son of God has come. That's the spirit of God glorified with the father's own self, the same spirit. First John 5, 20, the son of God has come. Give us an understanding of him that is true. We are in him that is true. That is in his son, Jesus Christ. This is the only true God and eternal life, which is the father, the same spirit. God has sent forth that spirit of his son into our hearts whereby we cry, what? Abba, father, not have a son, have a father. It's one of the self, same spirit. So Jesus said, I proceeded there and I came out from God. And he said, I came forth from the father. That's the word. That's the father coming into the world. Emmanuel, God with us. And he said, I am coming to the world again. I leave the world and I go to the father, not beside him, not around him, to him. His disciples then understood that when Jesus was in the days of his flesh, he said, now no man knows the hour of my coming. Only my father, not the angels in heaven, nor I. Only my father in heaven knows that. Now notice what the disciples said. The disciples said unto him, Lo, now speakest thou plainly, and speaketh no proverb. Why? Because Jesus is the Father. He's the revealed Father that only has immortality. He is that blessed and only potentate, that 1 Timothy 6.15. He is that quickening spirit, 1 Corinthians 15.45. He has been glorified back with the Father's own self, John 17.5. You've seen him, you've seen the Father, and you've tasted and handled and seen and handled of the word of life, 1 John 1, verse 1. He is that quickening spirit. And then they said, the disciples said, you don't speak a proverb now. Do you speak plainly? What? Of the Father. Now, watch verse 30. Now we are sure that thou knowest all things, because you're glorified with the Father. You're in your humiliation. You're a man. You didn't know all things then. You said, only, not only you, not the angels of heaven, but only your father knew the time of your coming, only the day nor the hour. But now the disciples said, you know all things now. Why? Because he's glorified with the father's own self. Jesus is the father of glory. The son of God is the function office of redemption. It's the redemption office of the spirit. It is 100% in effect for our salvation but he's gone back to the glory of the Father. And that's why it says, and now we know that the disciples said, you know all things, Jesus, and needest not that any man should ask you. By this, we believe you came forth from God and obviously go back to God. Now there is your mediator. There is your intercessor. Who is it? The man Christ Jesus, that man is that spirit. And that is what you have in 2 Corinthians 3. God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power might be of God, not of ourselves. The Lord is that spirit, not spirit man, spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. That's the law of liberty of life in Christ Jesus. And if that spirit, spirit dwells in you, that also dwell in Christ Jesus, it shall also quicken or make alive your mortal body. That's a quickening spirit. Jesus is that quickening spirit. The man, how he's been glorified and how gives us that spirit 
that quickening spirit of life to us through what his work on the cross and did in his death made uh, literally reconciliation for us uh, and uh, made their, uh, their, for the, our transgressions and made intercession for us at the cross. There we have that true identity of Jesus. In the days of his flesh, he was a man, emptied out of glory of the Spirit of God, emptied out of glory to be that man. He's our kinsman redeemer. One of us, tempted at all points like we are yet without sin. Where'd he go in glorification? There is your intercessor, the mediator of the covenant, the Spirit of God, the Holy Ghost, that is Jesus Christ. Even as it said, I will not leave you comfortless, I will come to you. He did that on the day of Pentecost. In Matthew 16, Jesus said, some of you shall not taste of death until you see the Son of Man come in his kingdom. Well, some of them had died. Obviously, Judas scared that. But many of the disciples were still alive at his coming. When did they see him? On the day of Pentecost. That's the promise of the Father, which saith he, Jesus said, you've heard of me. Then you shall be witnesses of me. Me, Jesus, uh, they, that, that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You shall be his witnesses, witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the earth. Why? Because Jesus is that spirit. There's not another. And that's what it says in 2 Corinthians 3, 17. He is the Lord. Jesus is the Lord of glory, the only one Lord. The Lord is that spirit, capital S. For the spirit of the Lord is there is liberty. That's the perfect law of liberty and life in Christ Jesus, that those that mortify the deeds of the flesh, crucifying the flesh with the affections of the lust, walking in the spirit will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Then it goes on and says that we all with open face, beholding is, beholding is in a glass, the glory of the Lord. What glory? The glory of the Father. That is to him that has gone to the glory of the Father. Then we all with open face, beholding as in a glass, the glory of the Lord, Jehovah God Almighty, Jesus, are changed into the very same image. The image of what? The image of his son that is that come unto perfection to the measure of the statue of Jesus in all truth, not partial truth, in all truth. In Pentecost, we saw through a glass darkly, partial truth. But he said, now we all with open face, beholding as in a glass, the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Who's the Spirit of the Lord? That is Jesus Christ, our mediator, the intercessor, the Spirit, that maketh intercession for us according to the will of God. Well, there you have it. Yeah, questions, please let us know. Uh, you can email me, uh, sealinggodspeople at dennisbeard.org. And then we pray for everyone, each one of you, each one of us, that we all may be perfected. God perfect that which is lacking in each one of us, that we all may be presented blameless at the coming of the Lord in both spirit, soul, and body. Until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Spirit saying, Behold, the real Jesus.